Good morning. This is the second day and my second recording of what um, I consider my podcast. They did not get the memo. That's its name. And you're listening to Jonetta. I have uh, some things that need to be brought to people's attention, those that are in the um, hospitality business. Sorry about that. Somebody sent me a text. Anyway, um, I've presently been diagnosed with CLL. At the same time, a second car ran into my studio. My landlord has put me in a hotel. I asked him to let me choose the hotel. Well, I saw the advertisement for extended stay and uh, I said, hmm, that might be a good place for me to uh, stay while they're uh, getting the permits and they haven't even started repairing my place and it started, uh, the car hit my The second car ran into my unit October the 1st of last year. And that's my grandmother's birthday. (laughs) Maybe she's trying to tell me something. But anyway, um, I was scheduled to start my chemo on the 28th of uh, December. I worked up until then. I work at uh, Ledger's Liquors in Berkeley. I've been there nine years. Beautiful people. Awesome. Anyway, um, I'm believing the advertisement for Extended Stay America. Since I've gotten here, and that was on the 28th, I spent my Christmas in my unit and New Year's because I felt more at home. There's been fistfights in the lobby. Woe to my chagrin. I find out that there are bugs here. I don't know. I've never seen ants like these. Um, And roaches. I don't know who to complain to because every time I try to go to Extended Stay America um, corporate office, it goes to the Better Business Bureau. Apparently, today, none of these corporations want to hear from their consumers. Um, I left a horrible place to come to a horrible place because I believe the advertisement that uh, Extended Stay had, let's see, let, let, let me go in here and read this, what they have on the wall here in the bathroom, which is where all the bugs are. I clean them up, and here they are again. This is extended stay, confident, safe, healthy, and comfortable. Excuse me, bull cord. Um, A 10-point room cleaning process. Initial assessment, two, closet, 
three windows and air conditioning, four kitchen, five bedroom, six living area. I don't have a living area. Seven bathroom, eight floors, final touches, and management inspection. Well, after I discovered there was an infestation of bugs, I asked them to clean it up. <clears throat> I left to go do my chemotherapy. Came back, same bugs in the same place. Nobody's been in my room. Oh, it gets better. <laughs> it gets better. And then, uh, not better in the literal sense. Um, and then uh, another day go by. I go to my chemotherapy. And uh, I come back. There's more bugs in the bathroom. Uh, finally, I get them to come in and do um, housekeeping. And uh, housekeeping came in, and I, I use uh, uh, oils on my body. And when you wash, it leaves a smudge like a, a ring. That same ring was there. I don't know what they did. I know they made up the bed. I think they changed the sheets. I think they changed the sheets. I think they changed the sheets. Excuse me for that dead air instance. Um, but anyway, uh, they did not clean the sink, and Lord only knows what else they did not clean. This is the time of COVID, and like I said earlier in my first podcast, at least I think it's my podcast, because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm apparently uh, making a record of my journey since I've left my place. Um so I got some uh, uh, disinfectant wipes and wiped all the areas that I would touch, including the remote control. But for the life of me, I cannot get in touch with any CEO at Extended Stay America. Then, in the parking lot, last night, oh, oh wait, fist fight in the lobby, bugs in the unit, Nobody really cleans anything. Um, there's people living in the parking lot. They got, uh, there were people running through the hallways slamming doors all night. Uh, as soon as I get to sleep, because they give you uh, Tylenol and Benadryl during your um, uh, treatment, your, um, God darn it. I can't, I have a mind block right now. For your uh, cancer treatment, they give you something that makes you sleepy. So I leave there and I come here and I, I'm ready to settle in and go to sleep and try to let my body heal. Wham! With the door. A little while go by. Wham! With the door. So I figure, I live like this. Treat people how you want to be treated. 
So I slammed the bathroom door and the uh, room door. It was so quiet that night you could hear a mouse piss on cotton. They tried it the next night. I did the same thing. It's been so quiet you could hear a mouse piss on cotton. In the meantime, I look out the window. There's people living in their SUV by my window. And I know there are um, uh, apparatuses that you can buy and f- sit around and for wireless internet, uh, find out and steal people's personal information. So I peek out the window because I hear this talking all day long. And then I called the front desk. I said, do you know there's people sitting out there by my window in a car flashing their headlights? She said, I'll take care of it. Well, Jesus, <laughs> miraculously, they took off. But I don't feel safe here. And I'm too tired to try to move because half of my apartment is in here. Well, clothes and food and utensils and things of that nature, and clothes I'm going to need to go to my treatments. I just want to share that with you, and if anybody hears this that has anything to do with Extended Stay America, I sure would appreciate it if you would notify that those people that in Emeryville, California, the Extended Stay America is the worst place I've ever stayed in my life. And I will never, ever, 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 ever to infinity stay at an extended stay. I often used to ride by in my car going from one place to another and see extended stay um, building from the freeway. And I said, oh, wow, I bet it's nice there. You know, they got a kitchen and refrigerator and it's like home away from home. And wrong answer. The advertisement that they advertise has nothing to do with what's really going on in these places. I actually think that they're renting out the parking lots so people can park here and sleep in their vehicles. That's okay. I was homeless. I was homeless for eight months because I wasn't on my grandmother's lease. She had Alzheimer's. So when uh, she went into the nursing home, which I didn't, I didn't put her in there. I tried to take care of her myself. Um, but they wouldn't let her come home. And uh, that's another uh, story I'll tell you about. I'm so glad podcasts exist. Because there are a lot of people that are being ignored. A lot of good people that are being ignored. That are being mistreated. And they're doing the right thing. But for the life of, 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 of what's going on now, they get treated the worst. Anyway, that's the end of my recording. I couldn't hardly sleep waiting for today so I could tell you guys about the horrible Extended Stay America in Emeryville, California. Have a nice day and God bless you. I love you and ain't nothing you can do about it. Good morning. This is Jonetta, uh, which is technically my fourth podcast, but I didn't know what I was doing, so I, I think this is my fourth podcast rather than my third. 
But anyway, they did not get the memo. It's the name of my podcast. I really don't know what I want to talk about today. Um, well, kind of. let me give you a little background. I'm currently in treatment for CLL. Um, I stopped smoking cigarettes 10 years ago. I thought uh, I stopped early enough. And lo and behold, as old folks used to say, well, Jesus, I didn't stop soon enough, apparently, because I ended up with cancer. Um, I just want to, this is my idea of how to stop smoking uh, cigarettes. I, uh, saw the commercial that, that'll give you free, uh, stop cigarette, uh, tools like the patches and I said to myself, like they say in so many recovery places, if you work it and you work it the right way. And since they were paying for it, because let me back up a little bit. The first thing I did, one day I was in the house and I said, I wonder how much I'm spending a month on cigarettes. And I added it up, it came to about $300. Now I was only getting $900 from Social Security. And when I figured out how much I was spending on cigarettes, that was my motivation. And so I believe that in order to quit anything, you need something to motivate you. That way you're doing it um, for yourself, not for other people or other things. So this is me, just me. You don't have to agree with me. It's not written in stone. It worked for me. And um, this is my opinion. It's like, but everybody's got one. Um, I, I, I came up with a number. It was about 300 and some dollars. And now cigarettes are 10 years ago. <laughs> I can imagine what it is today. Um, I'm so glad I stopped because, ooh, that's a lot of money. That was my motivation. Uh, that's what I needed to use to help me to stop smoking cigarettes. Um, as a person of low income that don't have a, a, a lot of money to afford cigarettes, there were times when I ran out of money. It, it was always a decision, food, gas, or money. And I hate that. I hate to have to make a decision like that. And usually I could get two out of three. So every time uh, I would run out of money, I get that feeling like, F it. Um, I'm going to quit smoking cigarettes. That's because I didn't have any money. But anyway, as soon as I got my check, straight to the store to get a pack of cigarettes. And that happened over and over and over again. I got that, what I call, effort feeling. I'm tired of this. I'm not going to do this anymore. And then when I get money, you do it some more. Well, I got the patches from the agency. 
I had a brand new pack of cigarettes. And I looked at the cigarettes and I looked at the patches. Because you got to remember, my motivation was to earn an extra $300 plus into my income. Because I needed it to live. Things are so high in California and getting higher every day. Um, so I said to myself, I said, I'm not going to throw my cigarettes away. And I, I, I put the patches in the drawer. Because I know I'm going to get that effort feeling when I run out of money. So, sure enough, that month went through and I ran out of money. I wanted a cigarette real bad and I got that effort feeling. And I said, you know what? I grabbed the patches out the drawer, slapped them on, and nine years later, I never looked back. So, that's my journey to stop smoking cigarettes. But apparently... I didn't stop soon enough because when I stopped, I told my cousin in Florida, because um, I'm originally from the East Coast, um, actually from Trenton. I uh, told her about it. She stopped. I told my best friend about it. She stopped. I told my sister about it. They stopped. I didn't tell them for them to stop. I just told them what I was doing. But all of us ended up with cancer in one form or another. Isn't that something? How does that happen? Maybe the accumulation of other ingredients in the cigarettes accumulate in your body and manifest into uh, cancer, cancerous uh, cyst, I think they're called. But anyway, um, I'm just sharing how I stopped. You First, you have to have a motivation. Something in your heart that's more value to you than what you're doing. That's with anything that you have an addiction to. And I found that to be uh, very helpful in stopping doing anything. First, you have to know in your heart of hearts, what is it that your heart, um, your deepest desire that you've always wanted to do? That's what you have to figure out. And after I stopped smoking and I talked to people, and they said, oh, I wish I could stop. I said, well, here, I'll give you a, a helper. What in your heart of hearts have you always wanted to do? And uh, I told people, I said, don't, don't answer right now. Think about it. My thing is technology. I love technology. Um... Let's see. In 1977, I came here. I didn't have a high school diploma. Um, I didn't have any skills. They had a, a place called the East Bay Skills Center that would teach you data entry, real entry level mark, uh, entry level employment in technology. Um, I went to that school. I not only got my certificate of completion, I got uh, my GED. And then my first job was at Crocker Bank, balancing accounts. Uh, then I decided, you know, my grandfather, his name was what my grandmother told me, George Washington Walker. And they came off the islands of Florida. 
uh, Florida Keys. And she told me he went to school to be a mortician. I said to myself, I said, you know, I'd like to be the first one in this part of my family to finish college. So I put myself through College of Alameda. Don't look it up because I did, I did, I graduate, but my GPA through, due to life distractions was low. Um, but I graduated, yay. <laughs> and you know, the whole point was to elevate myself as much as I could financially. Um, boy, I'm getting off the subject. But anyway, that's that's my my little part part of a little little insight on me. And uh, stop smoking cigarettes and any addiction. You have to have something that. Uh, oh yeah, technology. That's what I was talking about. So um, then. Uh, I found out years later about, uh, well, this is before Y2K. I found out that uh, uh, they were training people to repair computers. So I lived in Alameda County, but they excluded the city I lived in at that time was Oakland. And they included people in the surrounding areas to go to Mission Valley ROP in Fremont. And uh, <clears throat> my landlord had lost her building to foreclosure and I ended up homeless and I was staying with my mom. And I decided, well, since I'm homeless, I'll go to Berkeley, which was one of the cities that they accepted uh, students from, and I'll go to the shelter and I can get into the school because I have a Berkeley address. So I did that. I slept on the floor at the shelter so I could go to school, so I could learn to rebuild computers. I ended up with a certificate of completion in, uh, I think, something have to do with uh, the Internet. But my real training came from ACCRC. And uh, the guy that trained me to rebuild computers um, left there and went to DreamWorks. At that time, my boss had taught me how to uh, test memory, uh, DDRs. Uh, I think it's DD2 DDR, DDR2s, anyway, memory chips. And... When he left to go to DreamWorks, they were showing me how to pull the parts out of old computers that did not work and use recycled parts from computers that did work, the parts that did work, and rebuild computers and install an operating system. We use Linux, Linux operating systems. We would give them to people who could not afford to buy computers. So I've been in love with technology for ever since 1977. I tried to get my bachelor's um, in science. I went to ITT. Oh, as, 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 as some people would say, hi, Vey. 
they were going to charge me $46,000 to learn uh, cybersecurity because that's my next thing I would love to learn because um, this stealing people's information is getting out of hand. Some people are poor, some people are disabled, some people can't help themselves, and you got these people stealing their lives, and it's enough staying alive without somebody taking what keeps you alive away from you, which is your monetary uh, assets. Anyway, get back to ITT. <laughs> I went to the school, they gave me a tour, and I said, well, if you're a legitimate school, where are your students? They said, well, most of our students come in the evening. They had an answer for everything. So I said, you know, I really want to get my bachelor's in computer science. You're going to charge me $46,000. That's a little pricey, but I can only imagine my income would double. So let's do this. So I signed all these papers, all these papers, all these papers. And I said, well, you know, I have problems with math. I need to be refreshed in my math. Um, you know, they said, oh, don't worry about it. We have a, a class where they'll help you with that. So I had just had rotator cuff surgery and been through physical therapy, and I needed a few more. I went to the class for one month. There were people in there that were um, retired from the military. One guy was, um, he had just came out of military, uh, the army, uh, I forget what branch of the army. He was in uh, s- s- mm, cryonics. Yes, cryonics. And you know, we don't, the people, I, I didn't think I was stupid or anything, but he held it out in class one day. He said, you know, this this class, the way they were teaching it, because we are adults, we know about teamwork, some of us, we know about problem solving, some of us, and, you know, life experience, and what we needed was the technology. So they started after insistence, after our constant insistence giving us tech technology, not technology books, but entry-level books on teamwork, problem-solving. They hadn't even got to cybersecurity, except we did have one class that dealt with that, and they were teaching us binary, okay? Um, Binary is zeros and ones, for those that don't know what binary is, and that's computer language. That's how it talks. Anyway, um, so... I decided that maybe I should finish my physical therapy. So I went to the counselor and I said, listen, after a a month, my first quarter, you might say, and I was doing pretty good, but we had to uh, transfer our our test by the internet. And sometimes they didn't get the test that we were sending to them. So I would get a B and they would drop down to a D because they didn't receive uh, my uh, tests uh, that I had taken. So anyway, that, that wasn't a problem because, you know, all I need to do was fine-tune how to communicate with my teachers over the, the uh, email. Anyway, so the, the, the thing that really got my <laughs> goat was in our math class, they had an instructor. Now, these people worked at banks. They worked at high-end, high-security uh, 
uh, technology uh, companies, like uh, they described uh, how uh, they back up a whole trailer, like a truck trailer with all technology in it, with information. It's it's amazing. Computer science is amazing, and I can't help but um, get excited about it. But anyway, um, so let me back up. So anyway, I asked the math teacher to help me. And we were doing rounding. And I got stuck on something. And I asked her to sit down, walk me through the steps. Because all I needed to do was to, one step at a time, walk through how to get from point A to point B. I understand what I was doing. I just needed the correct uh, formula to arrive at the correct answer. So I got going in my class uh, doing a, a, a one a problem, and I got stuck, and I asked the teacher to help me, and she goes, well, I don't have time right now. And I'm saying to myself, I didn't say it out loud, at $46,000, I think you need to make time. But anyway, that's not here nor there. I decided to do my own thing, maybe go to an adult school and try to um, refresh my math because I found out that once I got into uh, algebra, I just was, I mean, it was awesome. And uh, because it went from numbers to letters, and I think that's part of meta mathematics, I'm not sure. But anyway, orderly thinking. But anyway, <clears throat> I think, anyway, um, so these are my two problems I had at the school. And I asked them, I said, you know, I think I need a little time off to finish my physical therapy for the rotator cuff surgery, and I'll come back. So I did that. Our counselor gave me permission. And uh, one day I was out there, because the school was right across from the Coliseum in Oakland. I, I went out to uh, 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 In-N-Out Burger out there. And I said, I'll ride past the school. As the old people used to say, well, Jesus, the school was gone. <laughs> I said, amazing. And then they called me a few weeks later and asked, begged me, not asked, begged me to come back to school. And after I thought about it and the teacher refusing to spend some quality time just to get me launched, um, you know, so I can do the math problems on my own, all I needed was the formula, the proper process of getting arriving at an answer. Um, I told him, no. I don't think I want to go back. Uh, I need help with my math. And you guys apparently don't have time to. That's, oh, no, come back. Well, it won't be the same this time. It will be different. I said, no, nah, I don't think so. I'd like to resign. So a few weeks after that, I'm watching the news and I hear ITT has been uh, shut down because of fraud. I got an immediate bill for $46,000. They rescinded that after they realized that I didn't even uh, finish a quarter there. But I was stuck with a $200 student loan from a place called uh, uh, Mejia. Mejia. And um, I kept asking them I said well first of all I didn't receive any money we barely oh let me tell you this 
when they finally did give us our textbooks um, that had the CD in the back of it, it wouldn't operate on our computers. That's because um, Microsoft had gone to Windows 7. The textbooks they gave us with the CD was running Vista. So it wouldn't see it anyway because it's too antiquated. So they took our money, gave us IDs after we bugged the heck out of them, gave us books after we bugged the heck out of them. Books that were antiquated wouldn't work for us anyway. Uh, oh, it, 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 it was really disappointing because I was so happy and excited. I'm on my way, you know, for something I love. And when you do things that you love, it's not work. It's not really work to you. Anyway, I'm going to digress. That's all I have to talk about today. Um, maybe I should start writing these things down so it'll make more sense to everybody. But all I can say is I'm going to end it like this. Well, I'm going to end it like this. If you have something that you want to stop doing, and there's a theory of replacing one habit with another, dig deep down into yourself and find out in your life what have you always desired to do? You know, not, not nothing negative. I mean, something that you've always maybe learned how to swim, maybe learn, uh, you know, it's, or, or, or you want to build a house or you want to, whatever your heart, deep in your heart that you have a desire to do, use that to come up out of that addiction. Believe me, it works. But you have to make sure that's what your heart's desire is. Because it won't work, it's not. If you're just doing what you think you want, not what your heart wants, it won't work. Anyway, like I say on every episode, wear your mask. Keep your distance. Wash your hands. This is a we problem, not a me problem. And the sooner we do this, the sooner we can come out of the mask. All right, you people, have a good weekend. God bless you, and I'll talk to you Monday.